Hey there guys and gals, it's your old pal Paul. It's contest time here at GeekPod. Want to win a four pack of free Five Wits tickets? Of course you do. All you have to do is go to iTunes and leave a five star review on the GeekPod page. Not only will we read it on the air, but we will pick the best one and reward them with free Five Wits tickets. And now, back to a brand new GeekPod podcast. My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Jack. All right, gentlemen, what's got you geeked? Well, the thing that has me geeked this week, Paul, is not anything geeky, believe it or not. Uh, yesterday, we celebrated Father's Day uh, because my wife is going to be out of town on Father's Day and I have to work. So we went around, we went to the, the buffet out at the casino and all that kind of stuff. But what has me geeked is she gave me an offset smoker for Father's Day. Now, for those of you that do not know what an offset smoker, it is a smoker that has a little box on the side where you actually burn the wood. Uh, what that does is allows you more time to get smoke into the meat and the food uh, with less heat. So that it, if it takes longer, you can get more flavor into it. Whereas a lot of smokers where the heat source is directly underneath it, it's cooking the food at the same time. You, you don't have as much time. You know, you can't cook as slow. Uh, I'm really excited. When I get we get done here, I'm gonna go home. I have to rub the thing with olive oil and I guess cure it, uh, burn a fire in it for two hours before I can use it. But that's what Perfect. has me geeked. I, I know, I know. Nothing it's, wrong it's not, with that. It's always no, good to get yeah. something really cool. Well, well, it's food, so that always gets me geeked. Yeah, too, exactly. So. Are you rubbing the food with olive oil, or what do you rub with olive oil? You say, no, I have to rub the inside of it with olive oil and then cure it for two hours okay. before I can... Uh, but you could rub the food with olive oil. That's true. But that's not what we're doing today. <laughs> or you uh, can rub off two olive oil. Ooh, right? really? Already? Oh, you're me. going that oh, way? Oh, yeah. It's been a while. we got some catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's been a while. Was that a double uh, double entendre there? No. Oh. And I'm going to leave it at that because okay. no one wants to think about my sex life. Especially your wife. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. How about you, Jack? I think that's got me geeked in a couple weeks. I'm going to Ocean City, Maryland for a week, and my friends and I were getting ready to play on that. We're figuring out the driving situations. We're a, a block away from the ocean. Okay, time out. It's I just a, thought of something here. Time out. pretty good. Time out. No. I'll let you finish rolling on that. I just thought, if we have any career criminals listening to us, they're going to want to find out where both of you guys live because they're going to break into your houses since they know no one's going to be home soon. Oh, no, just I'm going to be home. My wife is gone. Yeah, yeah you just told and my us parents you're going to be at work be all day. Oh, that's right. And yeah. Jack's the dark delays the homeless folks. Oh, sorry. And the van down kidding. by the river. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Actually, I live in a van down by the river, but that's another thing. Um, no, um, Ocean City, Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> WWF. Um, no, I'm just going there with friends for a week, taking a week off from work. Just going to the ocean, block away from the boardwalk. 
oh, there'll be a Hooters restaurant there, go and body surf and just go and have some, some fun and relaxing. We all know work can be stressful at times, so just taking a week, that week off, we're just planning everything together. It'll be like a nice trip, it'll be like the movie American Pie a little bit. Some friends together, just like we live the college days again. Having sex with pastries, gotcha. I'm not gonna put my penis in an apple pie again, that was only one time. Oh, too soon. Last week. Yeah. No, that was actually not long was, ago. Were you at band camp? Yeah, with the flutist, yeah. <laughs> like in PD, you know. Alright, Paul, you? Wow, making jokes about movies that came out 20 years ago. We are relevant. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what's got me geeked is the same thing I talked about on the last episode, the Kevin Smith trip. It is now in the past. Of course, it was in the past when they listened to it. Last Wait, you episode. Went to the, you had a podcast last time? Why didn't you invite me? Ooh. Why? Awkward. That's very awkward. You, I, I just don't know what's going on here. We know what's going on here. I don't. That's why I want to know. See, mm. the beautiful thing is both you and the audience have no idea that we set this up for you to sandbag me like this. Oh, come on! <laughs> you, you asshole! <laughs> hey, hey, I, I just showed up. I was waiting for your answer. Because I had nothing, like a, and that's a, why I had, to, I had to break the wall on it's it. It's a little Andy Kaufman joke, because like we both found it, so you're probably what's going on. Like, I don't know. Like, that's why the audience were living in suspense, but... You, yeah. just, you just killed that joke. I thought maybe you were looking for a reason to tap on the table while we're recording multiple times. Oh, yeah. True. What he's trying to say is keep your fucking hands off the table. Yeah. <laughs> like a, ja- a blackjack dealer at the Turning Stone. I think no, kind of like that shows up on the mics. This is compelling okay. shit right here yeah. for the listeners. Sorry. Okay. This All is right. what they missed. Yes. <laughs> All right, Paul. Yes. <laughs> so, the Kevin Smith trip. Yes. That was yes. a fun trip. That was a blast. Long drive, but fun times. Yes. Um, as any of your you out there that follow us as well on Twitter and Facebook knows, I was successful in getting the the GeekPod CD into the sweaty THC stained hands of Mr. Kevin Smith. What I found fascinating, he only took five questions, and we were two of the five. Yes, that <laughs> wow. is very true. Yes. So. How are we going to frame this? Because we're not going to go minute by minute on the travels because most of that was just passing highway markers. Yeah, well, we met up with my sister before. We went to um, down by the harbor. Hugh, have you ever been to Buffalo Harbor? No. Um, it's actually very nice. Um, there's a lot of venues, like OAR plays there sometimes. It's like a nice, um, it's where the Sabres play. The Sabres, Buffalo Bills want to get down there. It's like very nice and upbeat. A lot of people go down there. You can party down there. It's very nice. Met my sister at a restaurant, and then we went into um, a comedy club. Yes, we packed. went to a restaurant called, um, well, it's a bar, it's a sports bar, 716. place is so cool. Uh, we're, I'm going to do quick hits on the trip, because we are not doing this for it'll the Buffalo um, Tourism Board. Yeah, it'll take forever. So, place is really cool. The bar looks like it's made out of ice. That's neat. That was really cool. That's not the coolest thing, though. You know how all oh, sports okay. bars have TVs, right? Yeah. They have a movie theater-sized TV in this place. Really? Yes. Big projector screen. It was so fucking cool. And when you go into the bathroom, TV in the bathroom, in the mirror. So when you're washing your hands, the the game is on right there. That is pretty cool. It was really awesome. The most exciting thing about that whole part of the trip, Jack's sister, Uh it's way cool. Oh yeah, she's very down to earth. Uh, Shout out to my sister. Um, She's very nice. She welcomed us in and she, um, we had a few places picked out. She's like, no, I'll come to this bar and we went to that bar, and it was a great... The service was even great, too. Best part of that, we're sitting there, and Jack is being Jack. <laughs> and I figured it's a family thing. 
She turns to him and says, Why the fuck are you so weird? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yes, I am officially in love with Jack's sister. She's awesome. She made major, major cool points for me. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, and the 716 is literally like, what, 45 seconds from the venue? Basically. From Helium Comedy Club. How about though trying to get there though? We were going over that little like stone path for oh like God. twenty All minutes. The... <laughs> I wanted to kill you. <laughs> the, the, the streets around Helium are literally cobblestone. Okay. And like Jack has a tiny car. Yeah. And so every cobblestone was like throwing the car all over the place. It was awful. We were just the whole time we're talking. It was bad. But like, yeah, it was a good two hour show, but just a two and a half hour drive there, two and a half hour trip back. But um well basically the last hour of the show, from me to you, Hugh. I was talking to Kevin Smith. He was literally standing from there to there. Basically, yeah. Really? He was like, now, like talking to the crowd, but then every so often yes. he would look back at me. I could smell the pot reeking off. <laughs> <laughs> it was epic. Wow. Now, I'm going to lay the story out for you. What are we... Oh, that story? I'm, no, not that one. It's, that's later. There is <laughs> there is part of the, <laughs> we'll the Kevin Smith trip that is actually going to be the WTF file this week. Okay. Um, you looked at de- dejected. Did you have something? Yeah. No, no, no. I well, actually, maybe, but oh, we slotted it earlier. Right. But I'm looking. At this. I, I I thought that what you wrote down on our, our notes for uh, WTF files, I thought it was figurative. Now I'm wondering if it's literal. <laughs> Leave it Let's at that just for say now. That's yeah. something. But uh, so we get there, and there's already a line, mm-hmm. and I had picked out my clerk's DVD, the the tenth anniversary edition to get autographed. And you printed Jack me had up. an eight by ten glossy of Kevin Smith we get in line and the guy looks at us and says don't bother there's not going to be time for a meet and greet he has another show to set up for so big let down but the people in line were great though we got in there reasonably quick because we already had our tickets like we we got to jump the line it was actually really cool got in there and this is mind you right after we ate we sit down, and, and it's a two-item minimum. You have to order two things. So we both ordered sodas. I ordered a diet... Oh, I'm sorry. I ordered a diet soda. The alcoholic here ordered yet another alcoholic drink. Two... Another Corona, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm your DD, too. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we did plan that out correctly. Well, you got beer at dinner. What the hell are you talking about? And I wasn't driving. <laughs> <laughs> and we're sitting down, and we're looking over the menu for why. <laughs> I don't know why. Both of us go, hmm. And mind you, I'm a diabetic. We both go, hmm, let's get peanut butter pie. With my Corona. <laughs> Delicious, by the way. Yeah, I wish I could have had that. <laughs> so, our boy Kev comes out and explains how it's going to be. It's a, the Q&A, and he is a wordy motherfucker, so he even tells you that we're going to get, like, seven questions. And basically, he said, mics are here and here, have at it. So I literally step over the boy because there was no way in hell I wasn't going to make that line. I ended up being second in line. Very smart of you. And I didn't even realize you were there, by the way. I wasn't. I'm standing there, you know, focusing on the kid in front of me because they started on our side. I'm like, if if, I'm not sure how stage left and stage right work. Is that from if you're standing on stage, it's stage left? I don't know. Okay. It looks like a... um, Let's put it this way. If you're standing in front of the stage looking at Kevin Smith, we were on his left. Not that that matters, but that's the side he started on. So I'm standing. There. I had no question in mind for the for the man. So I'm standing in line for a Q and A, and I had nothing to really say. 
because I know everything there is to know about the guy. I listen to every single podcast he does. I, you know, the, the guy in front of me starts off, and he says, I'm so-and-so, and Kevin Smith is, like, ridiculously excited. He's like, oh my god, you're blah blah blah, you know, I talk to you all the time on Twitter, and come to find out, this is the guy that he, he regularly talks with, and he's, he's like, basically, he's sucking this guy's dick at this point. And the oh. guy, to make it better, goes, oh, here, here's one of my coins from when I served in Iraq. Oh, I'm like, how the right. fuck am I supposed to follow this? <laughs> so, you know, they have their talk, he asks this question, I don't remember what he asked him. And then he I'm like, alright. He talked about mall rats. Oh, yes, he did. He asked about Mall Brats. Mall Rats. No, it's called Mall Brats. Is it really? a sequel. Yeah. Were you not listening to Yeah, no, I there? thought it was like... I, really? Anyway, yeah, stick to the story. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll just go into the whole, you know, thanks for being an inspiration for the podcasting, yada, yada, yada. Get him started on that run that he always does. The fucking girl across from me brings up podcasting and gets him on. And I'm like, really? And she was so ditzy about it, too. She's like, so, what would you talk about? She's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was almost as worthless up there as I was. No, you were fine. So he comes over and he does the, hey man, how are you? And it, it's not like it's a show to him. He stops and he, he has a conversation with you. He looks at you. Yes. There isn't a crowd there. He's in there talking to you the whole time. I introduced who I was, thanked him, you know, for being an inspiration, said I took it to heart. I started doing a podcast a year ago. I said, I do have some co-hosts. They're fucking terrible. No, I'm he... just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I actually did introduce Jack. I said one of my co-hosts is actually behind me because at this point I had realized he was there because of... Thanks, Paul. Sorry to back up. I got to back up. <laughs> As the guy was talking, I'm looking around because literally you're standing in front of people's seats when you're you're in line waiting. So I felt bad. I'm looking right. around and I glance over my shoulder and then fucking Jack said, here's Jack right behind me. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I told so, you I was behind you the whole time. I don't and you, listen. And you didn't I, listen, yeah. So anyway, I introduced Jack, told him about the podcast, handed him the CD... And he's like, that's cool, Geek Pod. And I'm like, oh, cool, he didn't fuck it up the minute he saw it. And he goes, so what's it about? And I'm like, it's, uh, and he goes, wait a minute, name says it all, doesn't it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it kind of does. So, and he goes, all right, that's cool. He goes, so what's your question? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> you froze, but you picked it up pretty quickly. I said to him, I said, let's let's throw it back to, like, Hollywood Babylon. I said, what, what strain is Kevin on? <laughs> <laughs> He was on Girl Scout Cookie. Yeah. For the potheads, I'm sure that means something. Yeah, I've never no had idea. that. Oh, it's really good. Anyway. Sorry, I wouldn't know that, though. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I get through my question. Mine was fairly short because I wanted to take pity on everybody else and let them get it because there's lines forming at both ends. Mm-hmm. So I go back, and both of our, our peanut butter pie is sitting there. I wolf mine down because I'm a fat kid. As Jack will tell you, he spent literally the rest of the show Last hour and a half standing, standing next to the stage because Jack asked the final question. Yes. Well, he went back to the guy across from me. He asked him the origin of Jay and Silent Bob, like, what's Bob's story? And then he went to me, and then he, I t- asked him about Moose Jaws. Yeah, that and, got him set off. Oh, my God. For the last hour and a half. Yep, Moose Jaws in the yoga hosers in the Johnny Depp and the giant fake cock on his nose for yep. Tusk. Yeah. And his assistant rolls his blunts for him while he's in the car. Wow. Yeah, yeah I was standing... So Jack closed the show. Yeah, yes, I, literally. I, I, I looked across the way from me at the other side of the stage. The girl's like going like this, slapping her um, hand on her pants. And, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And she just gives me a, the worst stink I ever... Yeah, you said Paul got to have his peanut butter pie? I didn't get my peanut butter pie. <laughs> yes, you did. It was in a puddle, but you got Yeah, well, I got a puddle. He's like, I'll bring a new one. I'm like, oh my, five questions in two and a half hours. 
That's it. Wow. He told us about uh, Mad Max Fury Road. He went and saw it in Buffalo. Yes. Oh, he saw uh, it at Destiny. Oh, I thought he saw it at Destiny. Why oh. would he see it in Destiny? We were oh, in Buffalo. That's right. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, so a great time was had by all, basically. Um, I would have loved to have gotten something autographed. I'm sure Jack would have loved to get his hug that we had to hear about for weeks. No, this, I, I wanted to get that picture signed because that was my brother's birthday gift. But I did go on the website that you night. You cheap son of a bitch. I you know. didn't even pay for the picture. I know. I paid with it with a hug. You got to meet my sister. Yeah, that's a good that's point. A good point. Um, no, but um, I wanted to... Um, to get my brother that for his birthday, but I went on his website. Um, what's the website called? Your again? brother has a website? That's awesome. No, Kevin Smith's website. What's that website called again? Really? We're going to pump his website now? Yes. Smodcast.com. Thank you. Dot com. I, I got an autographed uh, vinyl for, um, for my oh, brother. Oh, wait a minute. No, there's Smodcast v- or. Uh, that's gone. They have, they have given up VSQ. Uh, Jane Silent Bob. Right. Uh, I got um, the autographed vinyl of uh, Kevin Smith and his wife for my brother. Plus one. Plus nice. one, yeah. It was like 50 bucks, but one of the best gifts ever. So did you ever hit his Twitter up and find out if he ever listened to it? I did. He didn't respond. He has favorited a few of my tweets, but he did not respond at all to that one. You you gave up after one? So far. I'll start bugging him again soon. Okay. Well, you got in the car, and like we got in the car to come home, and um, he, he favorited had... your tweet right then and there when he got off stage. Yeah. What did, did you say? Hey, I, I gave you the CD. Yeah, thanks for, for getting the CD. Hope you enjoy it. And he favorited it. Nice. So, And if you're a follower of ours on Twitter, you can see all the Kevin Smith favorites on our feed. It was a good time. Kevin Smith's really down to earth, and it was just a really good show. But I would have been happy to have my peanut butter pie with me, answering that question with. Because, yeah, once you're up there, yeah, don't there's even no getting away. Yeah, you can't get away. Like, yeah, we bought seats. We were probably like ways back we were still sitting but I was standing basically listening to him talk for two hours and people were like standing right next to me they're like what's this dick doing here right next to me I was thinking the same thing yeah though, so. we had good seats <laughs> all the way to Buffalo <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah it would have been nice though if it was like a Saturday show though Sunday night at 7 but whatever it was a fun time next time we need to get him here in Syracuse why not because it's just easier for me. <laughs> Ken Smith, come to Syracuse. I'll bet he takes that into account. All right, he should, right? Okay, Dr. Hugh, do you want to jump right into Hugh's news? Yeah, Hugh's news is a little bit different this week because a few of the items I would have talked about um, you put on the list for the show notes. So we're going to call this uh, Hugh's News E3 edition. I'm uh, just going to touch on a couple things for those that do not know. The Electronic Entertainment Expo happened this week. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that went on. Um, one of the big announcements, though, um, I thought, you know, is uh, in the, the Microsoft camp. And what they said this week is that the Xbox One is going to be backwards compatible going forward, which is huge. They're going to have about 100 titles by the holiday. And how this is going to work is you're going to pop your game in that you bought for the Xbox 360. It's going to verify you own a copy, and then you can download it from their servers. What they're stating is that they want to put as many, they're not going to be able to get all the games set up for that. But it's not a matter of we have to recode this or some shit. What it is is they have to get the developer's permission. Now, most developers aren't going to have any problem with there being another venue for their game to be played, even if it's an older game. But sometimes, you know, uh, places go out of business, they get sold, things like that. It could be tricky. I think what they're saying is we are not going to jump through hoops to get your seven-year-old copy of whatever the fuck it is you loved to play seven years ago onto Xbox One. But if it's as easy as going to Valve and saying, hey, lots of people are still playing Left 4 Dead 2, can we, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You know, they're going to start doing that. Now, they're holding votes 
uh, online at their website. Uh, currently, Red Dead Redemption sits as the number one uh, title people want to see backwards compatible. But I think that this is going to be a relatively easy transition, and most of the people who, most of the games you're going to want to play are, are going to be available. I don't know about anybody else, but that was the biggest thing stopping me from getting an Xbox One, uh, or a PlayStation 4 for that matter, because the last console generation had backwards compatibility, and it, it, I don't want to have another Xbox in my entertainment center. I right. want to replace the one I have. And going forward, not, not, neither of the companies have had a killer app or anything that, that made me want to play it. So I'm like, you know, if it was an awesome entertainment box that interfaces with my direct TV channel guide and all that stuff, which it is, and I can play Left 4 Dead 2 on it, which is my favorite game, then I'd consider it. That wasn't possible up until this point. So that I think that's pretty exciting, and it might help a lot of people decide, you know, where they want to go if they wanted to step their, uh, dip their toes into the new console generation. A couple other things that we saw. Uh, first of all, some demos. Uh, we're going to have one for, well, one is multi-platform, another is Sony exclusive. But uh, they showed a, a gameplay demo, first seven minutes or so, of the new Uncharted game. Um, don't know if you're familiar with that. I've not played Uncharted, but I kind of know it's, the idea, it's kind of like uh, Indiana Jones set in the modern day with a character that looks a lot like uh, Nathan Fillion. In fact, he was, they considered him to play the role in the movie they keep trying to, talking about making. Anyway, they showed a seven-minute demo which really showcases what the new consoles can do, which was really an interactive movie. And I don't mean like a cutscene. I mean like they're being chased through a city, and it looks like it's in Africa or something, by a giant tank Humvee thing. Uh, I mean, the banter between the characters changes depending on what's going on. Um, dynamic, destructible environments and being able to go any way you want. It just, it seemed like a controllable action sequence. I was really impressed. And, and up until this point, it's like great visuals, but they look, you know, the, the movies, the cutscenes look better, or, you know, gameplay suffers. This looks like they, they finally are, are putting it all together. The new console generation's kind of been in beta for the last year, if you really think about it. All the people making games for it are learning how to do that. So we haven't seen... I mean, we have, we're not going to see the best stuff for years, but now we're just starting to see what these are capable of. And just the level of uh, processing power that must take to ha have a situation where you can do just about anything and everything. Everything reacts around you from before they got in the car. Walking through a market, as they're going through the market, every time they get too close to a person, excuse me, puts his hands kind of like you would if you're going through a crowd in a market. Every single person was doing something. And he could have gone any direction and had a different animation and a different uh, vocalization for getting around him. That was that was cool. Really puts you in the game. Um, second one, Star Wars Battlefront was announced by Electronic Arts. I saw part that of it. Was, yeah, oh my god. Yeah. Have you seen the video? Yes. Part of it. I, it's not, It's. I don't think it's going to be as in-depth as the original Battlefront games, but I don't know that it has to be. But yeah, holy shit, um, that, that looks just amazing. Uh, the, the video blew me away, and I mean, God, how could you not love that? Agreed. Um, I'm going to get a copy of that. That's all you got to say. I mean, go, go check out the trailer. That's all that needs to be said. Uh, and the third thing that came out of E3 that really got me excited was the announcement of Fallout 4. Now, <laughs> I believe I've talked about Fallout 3 on the podcast. Um, Fallout 4 looks like it's going to be an another humdinger. Uh, Bethesda has uh, set the game in Boston this time. Really? Yes, it's mm -hmm. going to be in Boston. Uh, you're actually going to get to play some pre-war stuff, some before the, the bombs fell, because your main character apparently was there before the bombs fell. I, I don't know how he's still around afterwards or whatever. But you're gonna the opening segment of the game 
is going to be you playing right before and as the bombs fall, I guess. Nice. So yeah, that's a, that's a little different. But, you know, as expected, uh, whenever Bethesda makes one of these games, you know it's going to be amazing. It's going to be very in-depth. Uh, you are going to be playing it for years and finding new things. Uh, they, the last uh, offshoot they had of the series, uh, Fallout New Vegas, was handled by a different studio. Uh, so while it was good and it used all the same assets and systems, it definitely lacked a certain magic. Uh, I, I imagine that that's going to be back this time. So lots of exciting news if you're a gamer. Um, E3 really dominated the week as far as I was concerned. Uh, the other big news that came out this week that wasn't uh, video game or electronics related, well, sort of if you count movies, uh, Marvel, Sony, and Paramount have pulled out of Comic-Con. I saw really? that. I didn't see that. Well, now, the studio divisions. I mean, I'm sure Marvel Comics is going to oh, be Oh, without there. a doubt. Yeah. But they're, they pulled out of Hall H, which is usually the big thing. Uh, one of the big reasons, people are saying, is because none of the studios really have anything to push right now. Ant-Man's out only two weeks after Comic-Con. Uh, if you haven't built your buzz by now, you're not building a buzz. Um, Sony doesn't have anything ready for a while. You know, Deadpool just wrapped filming, but they'll be in post-production for a while. And I think that nobody wants to get overshadowed by Batman versus Superman, which is probably going to, to rule Hall H this year, for sure. And, and it's interesting because you don't usually see companies back down or be gracious, like, hey, let them have their, their time in the spotlight. But I, I kind of feel like it's part, hey, we don't have anything ready, and part, you know what? It's Batman versus Superman. Let them have it. Because we don't have anything ready. Let's not fake it. You know? yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. it, it's good strategy. And it's it's sad that the whole there's no news is news thing. Yeah. You know what? But I mean, it's understandable. Now here's where Warner Brothers needs to capitalize on it and really come with a lot of stuff. Knock it out of the fucking. Now Warner park. Brothers is not really known for being able to walk in a straight line without tripping over <laughs> themselves. So it, it might be a disappointing Comic Con because while I I think I'm looking forward to the movie, I don't have the faith that they're going because they they didn't know about this until this week either. They couldn't have. So no, they're in a scramble. Yeah, yeah, and you know they probably were gonna like show you know twelve seconds of video, uh, and because that's pretty much what they've been doing, you know. Uh, right. In fact, I, I feel like the the whole uh, Batman versus Superman trailer we already had could have been pulled from just about any movie, or yeah. have, hell, they could have pulled it from clips of Man of Steel, you know, except for the very last shot. Right. Uh, well, let's hope they can get their shit together. Agreed. And that would be the end of Hughes' news. All right. I, I say we keep rolling with the geek stuff, though. we got a ton of shit to talk about we here. Do. We do. So I'm going to let you keep uh, keep on rolling, because I would have figured we would have just lumped this all into news anyway. Well, we, we could. We could. Um, well, I mean, some of this kind of falls into, you know, very comic-y recommendation kind of stuff, too. That's why I, I wasn't sure. Although uh, I think that probably uh, the whole Punisher thing qualifies as news. Now, mm -hmm. Paul, I'm going to count on you to have actually taken the time to uh, figure out how to pronounce the last name. Bernthal. Bernthal. That's what I thought. It's one of those situations I've seen John Bernthal's name on uh, The Walking Dead many times. Thought I knew how to pronounce it. Now that I have to say it on the mic, I was like, oh, you know what? I really should have looked at the last name closely. How <laughs> uh, have you been saying that? Shane from The Walking Dead. Yeah, so Shane, yeah, from, the Shane from The Walking Dead. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly it. Uh, what do you think, Paul? I love it. I, I, I saw it, and, and it never occurred to me. Like He was never on my, my like, short list for any superhero role to be honest but then as soon as I said John Bernthal is the Punisher on Netflix I'm like that's fucking brilliant it's perfect as long as he doesn't do the stupid 
pick Southern drawl, which I've come to understand is not his mm-hmm. natural speaking voice. So, well, I think he has the look, he has the build. Uh, I think he has the acting chops to pull it off. I mean, Punisher is not that difficult. I mean, we, we've already had probably a more complex and layered Punisher than we ever deserved in Thomas Jane. You know, um, that kind of came out of left field. Uh, my only concern is that if he shows up on the show, uh, Matt and Foggy aren't going to get me because he's going to sleep with all the female cast members. <laughs> not not in real life. I mean, in the show because that's what he does when he that's what Shane he's does. in the show. Yeah, that's what Shane does. Um, I, I mean, he's... Uh, Unknown enough that they can probably utilize him for a long time. Uh, I hope that's that's a long term goal. I, I hope so. I, I mean, it, it screams spin off to me. Yeah. Immediately. No, yeah. Well, I, hopefully not immediately. I mean, that one episode, then surprise, Punisher show. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they've got to leave room for him to move on and do his own thing out of yeah. it. And I'm hoping that this is the first of many announcements we're going to get about the Netflix stuff branching off because obviously it's fucking. Gold, yeah, to be made. I just hope it's making them lots of money. I hope so too, because yeah, I mean that was Daredevil was you know uh, a new level of achievement for um, comic book TV. Uh, as much as I love Arrow and all that other stuff, yeah, it's it's above and beyond. That's that's it should it should be considered for the Emmys. The best way I've heard it described is a thirteen-hour movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and there's heads nodding over to the side here. But he really can't comment because he still hasn't fucking watched it yet. Who's that? No, I've still only watched it. What is it you and your dad can't do your homework? I don't know. <laughs> I can't read yet. I'm still learning how to do that. <laughs> um, no, TV and I show. Um, I hear really good stuff about that. But um, but Shane from The Walking Dead, I'll use that analogy as well. But when he went crazy on the show, like I'd figure out the pun- it'll be a perfect for him as a Punisher. Yeah, but the thing is, Punisher's not really well. Well, like when he gets his edge going, you know, like when. Oh yeah. Like when his intensity. When he got when, dark, he's when saying he when, dark, when Shane yeah. went dark. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. that that definitely screams Punisher to me. Right. That's the way they're gonna have to go with it. But. Yeah. But that would really be for his own series. If he's gonna be a guest star, he's kind of got to have it together. Unless right. they're doing a three-episode Punisher origin story. Because I'm curious middle. on how they're going to yeah. do it. Because we all, they've already said that this isn't... I mean, this is not the focal point of Season 2. They've already talked Electra. They've talked Bullseye. Are we going to touch on that? The the news that's no news now because he's already dropped out of discussions? Oh, yeah. You know, that pisses me off because if it hadn't leaked, it might have happened. And a lot of people were bitching that... Oh well, he plays the same person in every single movie he's in. Yeah, but he plays it fucking well. Yes, he does. But did you hear uh, him pissing all over? No, you Marvel? know, I I saw that. I did not listen to the video. No, I think I, I read a transcript of it. Um, yeah, I mean that was that was kind of crap. I wouldn't have expected that. From and it's weird timing too. If he was in talks. Yeah. So I'm thinking there's definitely more behind the scenes there that we weren't told. Maybe. But I would have liked Jason Statham as Bullseye. Yes. Well, that's true. We might want to actually announce the name that we're talking about <laughs> that works. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that would have been really cool as Bullseye. But yeah. Did I, uh, I don't, I don't think I, I've said it on mic. I went back and watched the 2003 Daredevil film. Why? Yeah. I'm wondering that now. Why? I still need to see the director's cut because... Wow, is that fucking movie cheesy? It's bad. I, think I own the director's cut, but I don't know where my DVDs are because it's 2015. Right. And I'd have to figure out where I put those things. In a museum. <laughs> yeah. 
I gotta say, and and this was another tweet that was favorited by my good friend, Mr. Kevin Smith. Oh, he's your friend um, now. After, oh, we're tight. Yeah. Oh, you're tight. Okay. We're very tight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was watching the movie, and I get to his cameo there as the guy in the morgue. Kirby in the morgue. And I tweeted him, and I said, watching Daredevil 2003. Still, favorite part of the movie, Kevin Smith's cameo. And he, he must have caught it, and he favorited it. So, a little dick sucking there for Kevin Smith, I guess. But, God, just the the whole playground scene. Why? You know what's funny? <laughs> is, I like the playground scene. It's bad. But it makes no logical sense. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, and I, I, can, I can see that, and I can say, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. But it was kind of cool, and maybe you know. I remember that the, the music, the, the music changed, and everything, and it just, everything went together. And I just thought it was a well put together. You know, it was. I mean, maybe it was out of place, maybe it was cheesy, but the, the piece itself worked within itself. Um, and I'd never seen anybody fight on a teeter totter or seesaw, whatever you want to call it. I just thought that was neat. It was different. Uh, I guess rewatching it with a critical eye this time really threw it at me that A to everyone else Matt Murdock's a blind man and is it really a good idea for a blind man to pick a fight with a girl on a playground full of children yeah I don't know I don't want to turn it into a bash session about the movie okay. it's just that it uh, really I looked at it in a different way because I remember loving the movie when it came out so I really need to see the director's cut. I'll have to see if I can come up with that for you. I will do my best. Fantastic. And I think that that pretty much covers the news. Um, there's, like you said, a lot of comic stuff going on. Should we dive right in? Let's dive right into that, starting with Batman Day. Batman Day. <laughs> Now, is this the first time this has happened? No, uh, the first time I've heard of it, but uh, apparently this has been done before, according to the article I read. Okay. But this is going to be, they're trying to make it a big thing. I don't. I haven't reached out to any of our comic book store owning friends yet to find out who's doing what. But Batman Day is officially September 26th. It's, uh, there's, there's an entire kit you can download from... DC.com to... Wait, isn't that Talk Like a Pirate Day, too? I think it's all these kind of... Is it the same day, really? <laughs> talk Gotta be close, yeah. What do you mean, Talk Like a Pirate Day? There's a Talk Are Like a serious? Pirate Day. I don't know what time... What? Really? Arg, matey. Yeah, there I know you what, go. No, I know what that is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a thing. A it's really a okay. thing. Yes. Did you know there's a National Podcast Day, too? We what day is that? that? We missed it. It was like a month ago. Huh. We should have done a podcast that day. Yeah, we should have. There's probably a lot of people saying, huh, you should have done a podcast once again in the last month. But Whatever, it's hard to find time sometimes. But uh, talk more about Batman Day. Um, it's just going to be a big celebration from what I understand. Bit of a, a hootenanny for the, the comic-going crowd. Mm -hmm. um, there's games and prizes and to-do. and Stuffs. Bigger... Bigger chains and stuff, I guess, are going to have signings. I saw, like, probably in major markets. By the way, Talk Like a Pirate Day, September 19th. Oh, oh very I close. 
did you guys see though the Suicide Squad? They released Jared Leto's uh, voice. They leaked his voice a little bit. They put it online. It was pretty good. No, I, I didn't catch that in the middle of Paul's. Um, We're talking about Batman Day. And I thought it's Batman Day. Okay. I thought I could tie in the Joker a little bit. <laughs> Give it an evil, evil look. Oh, I just wanted to tie that one little thing in. At least it was on topic. You know when you should have tied that in? When? Probably in the news section. Um, dun, dun, dun. I uh, I don't even want to talk about Suicide Squad. That's, yeah. I don't have much faith in that movie. I'm not going to rush to the theater and see it, but... I will probably like... rush in the opposite direction of the theater when <laughs> well, it's But you released. still watch Daredevil. Yes. And I totally blame that on the Netflix series because I was like... <laughs> I've just got to know in comparison now. <laughs> so. Well, let's find out if anything's going on. Um, I think it's a little bit silly to have uh, one day dedicated to a character to try to drive sales and stuff in. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but it is my favorite comic book character, so what the hell, why not? I, I think I might reach out and see if we can't be involved with Batman Day somehow. But, but is, it gonna be, is it going to be Batman Day, a.k.a. Jim Gordon Day? I don't know. Can we get us to the environment built in time? I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> it sounds like you're not real fond of this new one. No, no, and, and this leads right into Let's it. Let's do we'll, it. We'll probably start with Batman. I wanted to talk about the post-convergence state of DC and Convergence itself. Um, probably you should talk about Convergence itself first, and uh, the differences between that and what's going on with Secret Wars. Convergence is over. Um, I did my best to try to... Um, hold it together and really enjoy it and I've had some time to think about it and, and this this is how I feel about convergence first of all none of it mattered because all the status quo changes that have happened to the comics since then did not happen because of convergence and now I did not read every title I don't read every title maybe I'm wrong uh, tell me if I am if you know that but to my knowledge convergence had zero effect on anything happening in the DC universe we know now that some of the old characters that we loved in old timelines, they still exist in their old timelines, but that's it. You know, it was a story in a bottle with no repercussions. Uh, to me, Convergence... No, let me, let me go back here. Reading Secret Wars, which is still going on, which is confusing, but I feel like I'm getting a little bit more of the story, every issue. I'm understanding more of the puzzle pieces. That's like putting together a puzzle where you're not sure, you know, what, what the end result is, but you feel like they're taking you along in the ride. Convergence, on the other hand, looks like a big mess. It looks like a puzzle, and there's a banana over there on one puzzle piece. There's a race car on one piece. There's a hamburger on that piece. There's a picture of Paul over there. There's a picture of a Barbie doll on another piece. That it, All of these different pieces, and they're trying to say, hey, there's this big puzzle here, this big secret we're putting together, and once you get it all together, none of it makes any sense. That's really how I feel about Convergence. I, I thought that maybe uh, because yeah, they had some, some driving forces behind it, uh, maybe there, there was an end game that, that made sense, and it didn't. You know, All those pieces that didn't fit together as I was reading it didn't fit together at the end either. Uh, so much to the point that someone like Batgirl, the Stephanie Brown Batgirl, my favorite Batgirl, had her own little two-issue miniseries during that. I read the first issue, didn't bother with the second. Not because the issue was bad, but just because... I'm done with Convergence. I'm so disappointed with what they did. It, it was utter and complete shit. Well, didn't read it. Mm -mm. I yeah. have it. I, I actually went and got them out yesterday in preparation of trying to do the homework. And I just looked at them, and I knew how it ended. I've, I've had that spoiled. So I'm like, I don't even want to bother. It's... It, no, nothing mattered. 
the, the whole story changed at the very end. I'm still not even sure I understand the resolution because none of it makes sense. Uh, y you can tell that this was, hey, let's uh, put something together while we move our offices. A and the worst part is, even if it was a bad event, okay, let's plop it down in the middle of other stuff going on that wasn't affected before and wasn't affected afterwards. I mean, it's create events like this are supposed to create a divide. Um, in, in the ongoing stories throughout the year. Now, I, I, DC's got some funky stuff going on there right now anyway. Uh, we've got a, a depowered Superman, but then you've got normal Superman in, in Justice League of America, but Batman's dead, but not in Justice League of America. They have stories set prior to Convergence, after Convergence. Uh, you know, it, like this Dark Side War thing they're doing in, in Justice League of America. First issue, good story. I, I'm interested in seeing where this is, where this is going, but I, I don't know why they didn't push Convergence out more. I mean, did they not have enough Dark Side War to, to carry Justice League for a few months and do Convergence at a point where it made sense after the death of Batman or something? You know, right? Now I did, I did read Justice League, the new one that just came out. Yeah. I'm not sure if it takes place on the same Earth that we've been reading about. Well. I think that maybe if they want to have a Justice League comic that is kind of out of continuity so they don't have to so they can have the classic characters, why not call it Justice League Unlimited as a callback to the cartoon? Because that's really what the cartoon was. It was the main characters they could draw from the history, but it wasn't bound by anything happening in the comics. Agreed. You know, it, it's it's honorable that they want to do something like that, but the way they played this last event going into the story, I, I didn't get that. I wasn't prepared for that. I'm like, why is Batman there? Why wait? Is that Dick Grayson? Is he in the Justice League now? What's going on? Um, well, I actually knew going into it, but uh, your average reader might not. Right. So, uh, good story, but I, I don't know. It's I had a lot of questions, and I'm trying to figure out where the hell they're going with it. Like, because I've been hearing about this Dark Side War, and I got none of that from that issue. Hmm. I, I mean, like you said, it, it's a cool story. But I'm trying to figure out who the fuck is who and what's going on. Now, what makes you think it might be in a, a different Earth? Just the fact that all of our heroes are the their current New 50... No, I shouldn't say current. Their previous New 52 look yeah. and feel. Because I, I picked up Green Lantern 41 and read that. Now, mind you, I've read nothing Green Lantern since Lights Out. So, now, in that one, we have a rogue Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, who doesn't have a ring, he has the the gauntlet that Kronos created. And he's way different. I'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase it. Hal has long hair there. He's got a long coat with a hood and this big-ass gauntlet. And then the next week I'm reading Justice League and he's in the full Green Lantern costume yeah. and he's being transported to Oa when he gets knocked the fuck out. So they are not happening on the same time or same place. Yeah, well it's almost as if DC has decided that they don't need to make everything make sense. And, and you know the funny thing is they rebooted New 52 because they wanted to make things more make more sense and uh, something that I thought about this past week um, is that that Justice League is a perfect example of what DC wanted to do. They wanted to simplify 
their canon so that they could tell good stories with their best heroes without all the, the baggage of continuity. What New 52 has done, though, if you look at it, especially looking at the Batman titles and more recently Superman, instead of simplifying things so that they could build a new future, they simplified things and then they started tearing things down. Now, the reason that you could have things like Batman Cataclysm and No Man's Land and all that stuff before is Batman had decades of history. They had built things up. So Batman has a lot to tear down and take away and come back from. You know, his villains can really beat him down because... Maybe he's earned it, but he's also earned the comeback. In the New 52, we're starting over. And what do they do? They almost immediately start tearing Batman down with the Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. Okay? Fantastic story. Uh, yeah, great story, but it almost it's almost like they revealed too much because they wanted to tear him down a little bit. If you look at Batman for decades, you know, th- there's some mystery there. You know, all of his secrets are not... Everybody doesn't know who he is. We start the New 52, and it's like... Hey, we started over, but we skipped that whole middle part. Now we're going to right where we were before we rebooted things, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, they, they've torn down Superman to a point where I don't know if they can ever put him back in the box without something ridiculous. Uh, it's kind of like what they the reason they, they did this, they changed their minds right after they did it. Because there's been a lot of tearing down. Now, you read Green Lantern. They pretty much dismantled what Green Lantern is, correct? They've, yeah, they've completely... Turned it on its ear. Why would why wouldn't you just do that in the old timeline then? Why There's would you no reason re- reboot everything just to tear it all down? Right, and that's another one. Like you're saying, that's where it ended at forty. It was Hale running off with this glove and basically taking the blame for every bad thing that the core has done recently. I guess. And then forty one, it's like they never missed a beat. It's just this is where the story's continuing on. Yeah. So why even bother with convergence? Yeah. Like you're saying. Yeah, I, I don't... Well, this isn't just about conversion. This was a separate thing on my list. Um, I just... I feel like the leadership there really has no idea what they're doing. Um, especially because... I, I'm not against tearing down characters. I mean, they, we've done it all the time. But why did Batman getting his back broken... Why was it so meaningful? Because he was an icon. And his climb back meant something. If you say you're going to start over, if you say you're going to jettison everything that happened before, and we want to retell this with modern a modern eye, I would feel like you'd have to build that same level of reverence for the characters over again before you start. I mean, the Court of Owls, great story, but that it revealed way too much. You know, I feel like that would have been a better story five years from now. Right. Um, same thing with Death in the Family. Um, same thing with killing off the Joker. Yeah, you know, I mean, all the stuff that's that's happened in this new fifty-two feels like it's happening too soon, and there's no consistency between books between um, the, the realities that they're setting up. Agreed. I want to touch back on the whole Bruce Wayne's being dead thing. Okay. From what I understand, and I have not read it, but not so much. No. Uh, well, the the final page, a final panel of the Batman forty-one shows. Some guy with long, dark hair sitting at a park bench. You see him from behind, and some guy goes, Bruce Wayne? And so, yes, I assume Bruce Wayne's there. I, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, I'm sure it'll be an interesting story. Uh, Batman 41 itself, good good issue. They're not playing this off um, as a joke or anything stupid. I mean, it's, it's weird seeing Jim Gordon become the Batman. His motivation seems to make sense. They bring him to that place over time in a way that makes sense. Um, it, it's certainly a good 
uh, a good comic. I'm looking forward to what happens next because I like the character of Jim Gordon, and it does feel right that in this situation maybe he would be the one to take up the mantle. But again, I'm going to bring this right back to where we were. Batman's been operating for five years, and now Batman is a taxpayer-funded program. I don't yeah. buy it. No. I, 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 I don't buy it. Again, the lack of history happening so soon after... I mean, he was operating under the radar for, what, five years before that, maybe ten. He's been in the public... No, not even. He's not been in the public eye five years, I don't think. New 52, we've had, what, three years of time pass? I believe so. Okay, three years, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you know, let's funnel a bunch of money into that Batman program. Now, the Batman that existed pre-New 52... Hell yeah, I believe that Gotham would do something like that because he had literally single-handedly pulled that city up from ruins multiple times. He'd earned that that legacy. But I don't feel like this Batman has. He's been spending most of his time chasing around his own legacy. Okay, yeah. You know, so I, I does Gotham need a Batman? Yeah. Um, would I have liked to see Jim Gordon put on the costume? I, I think it would be more realistic, though I'm not sure he could do it. But him, be, it, it, no problem with him being in a robotic suit, but I don't believe that uh, it would be a publicly funded program at this point. They Agreed. haven't earned it. Yeah, no. My, my other question is, why the bunny ears? You know, he mentions something about the ears. Does he? Yeah, you'll have nice. to read it. He complains about them. So, I don't know if that was added after the fact, but... Um, bring that around to um, the whole change in Superman. Have you read Superman for or Action Comics 41? No. Okay. This is interesting because it might be the one thing that DC's done right in a while because I've traditionally never given a flying fuck about Superman. He is a boring character and I have read it. I have some trade paperbacks the old stuff when he went to space and all that stupid stuff that Superman always does because he's Superman. And uh, was never impressed. Uh, liked him in the Justice League because he's you know important there but on his own I just found him very boring. Uh, I read Action Comics 41 just because, okay, it's it's. I thought maybe we'd talk about it. It is a, a new day for Superman. And that's what I meant by they've, they've kind of cut him off from what he traditionally is. And they can't put him back in that box. Because the whole world knows he's Clark Kent. He's significantly depowered. Can't fly. Um, he can get his ass kicked and bleed and things like that. You know, he's not nearly as strong as he was. Uh, it's an interesting status quo change. Again, not an interesting status quo change for a company that's trying to get back to their roots, supposedly, but whatever. Anyway, most interesting Superman story I've maybe ever read. Really? I'm actually interested in it. I, I, I want to go back and uh, get some of the other issues, and I want to read in the future. And I'm trying to piece together what happened, because as near as I can tell, okay, before Convergence, Superman 37, 38, 39, this other story, 40, then all of a sudden he's depowered. I mean, we, we saw that he was um, he had gotten a new power and all that stuff, but... This whole, you know, Lois Lane did an expose on him. I can't find a comic where that actually happened. It's almost like we just pick up and he's on the run. And the whole world knows where who he is. I, again, I'm confused with what DC's doing there. And then this week they say, oh, they've released the story that Lois wrote online. So now you can go read it. I haven't, but okay. You released the story a month after you started the... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Again, I, I don't know. They released it like it was a big thing, but again, I was confused. I knew it was happening, but I expected to see it happen. Uh, with that aside, read the issue. Uh, it, it finally makes Superman interesting for the first time, dealing with human problems, dealing with the fact that you know there are people that love him and people that hate him, and he, he doesn't have control over that anymore. You know, uh, right down to, you know, the police are trying to, to track him down. People are suing him for damages related to things that happened while he was trying to save him. Uh, it, it's, it, 
if nothing else comes out of it, you know, Superman is interesting for the first time in years, in my opinion. And hmm. I, honestly, that was actually my favorite comic of the week. Really? Yes. Is that what you're recommending then? Is that your recommendation? I, 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 would, I would recommend Action Comics 41. Um, I would like to make one other recommendation, though. We can hit that when we actually do straight-up recommendations on it. Okay. Uh, can I have a, a, a don't read as well? What would that be, an unrecommendation? <laughs> Stay the fuck away? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I'll, I'll table this one then until then because there's one other thing that we didn't touch on. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, uh, that's a big chunk of what I wanted to talk about, what I brought to the table this well, week. Well, there's something glaring, I'd almost say burning brightly in the middle of that list that I, I, I'm waiting to hear your thoughts on. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. But that, that would really be my recommendation of the week. Okay, so that's where we're going to touch upon <laughs> yeah. that. So, let me look over. Now, are, do you have the same? Did you print out my list and I then just add to it? I did print out your list. Now, do you want to talk about that giant clusterfuck in the middle of it? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but you're, you're going to... First, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So, we're all used to movies having fast food tie-ins and such, right? Yep. Hobbit hole, eggs in a basket, yeah. Okay. Well, Denny's is at it again. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this. No, you told me about it. Briefly. I, I know I showed you the picture, but um, they are partnering. <laughs> I don't even know if I can get through this without laughing. <laughs> They're partnering with the Fantastic Four, with that new reboot coming. And they... <laughs> so so worst, worst Restaurant in America uh, teams up with Worst Movie being released this year. That's a winning combination. That is. And... um. They're <laughs> Do you want me to they're going the to have now? limited, limited time menu items coming for this called their Slamtastic Four. Uh, these debut June twenty third. Um, we have some highlights in here for some of the menu items. Oh, can't wait. Now the first thing to know in the article I read, they didn't mention anything about the Mr. Fantastic Meal. Because they probably have no right putting the word fantastic anywhere near anything on the <laughs> menu. <laughs> that is true. Um, we have a human torch skillet. Human skillet? Mmm. Mm. Uh, the, the thing burger. <laughs> the thing. Well, I don't even want to know what's in that. And, and this is my personal favorite that I intend to go in there and order just because. Who the fuck thought this was a good idea? The Invisible Woman Slam. Now, do you know what's in that? Yeah, do they tell you? I'm going to probably say some sausage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would, no, I was just thinking, you know, you know, she's so skinny, she's invisible, they could just hand you an empty plate. Right. Yum! <laughs> no, I, I mean, I put the entire meat, no pun intended, of the article right there into it that I just basically read to you guys. Oh, I know why there's no Mr. Fantastic thing, because they're going to use him to say, hey... This is how you stretch your dollar. <laughs> oh, like that. Genius. So, really, who thought it was a good idea to pair the one female member of it with the word slam? That should yeah. have a thing. I mean, really? I mean, that that's where we're going to go with this. And I'm not the only one that looks at that and sees that, right? Or am I just a I, I hadn't thought of it until you just said it. She... But that's probably what they call a Saturday night around the Baxter building. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, no. 
I guess suppose we should at least also mention that um, there's a sweepstakes along with this. Why? Offering a chance to win a trip for two to the August 4th premiere of Fantastic Four. Will I be able to meet Chekhov? Is he in the movie? Isn't Anton Yelton in the movie? I don't know. Is he? I thought so. That's how much I know about it. Yeah, I, I haven't. Yeah, I know that Kate Mara girl or Mara. Kate Mara. Yeah, is she's the invisible, invisible woman. She's cute, but I still don't want to see. Isn't that. she a little fair skinned for you? Who isn't too fair skinned for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. wait, wait. So, so he's always said he he prefers. Oh, yeah, the, I do. The, the darker shade. Yeah, Zoe Saldana is gorgeous. Well, but, how about let's set him up with that Rachel Dolezal then, huh? <laughs> no, I'm good. And Anna Kendrick. Wait, Anna Kendrick does not identify as black. You're out of luck. She cares herself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Denny's partnering with that. Oh. Like, I didn't even like the first two Invis- um, Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, see, like, you got me on the Invisible concept. Oh. I fell asleep in both in the exact same part, too. They were painful. You agree, right, Hugh? <laughs> Uh, you know, I I actually, I liked them. I liked them for what they were. Uh, I thought that the casting choices were good. Okay, first of all, Jessica Alba is ridiculously hot, and it doesn't matter how good she is in a role. I, you can't get past that, so I was really happy with that. Michael Chiklis made a great thing. He was fantastic, yes. Um, What's-his-face with a funky name was a great Reed Richards. Looks the part. Um, Ian, whatever. Go for it. Chris Evans is the... And, and, and Chris Evans, again, like I talked about on the last podcast, he's just kind of being a guy. Yeah, every movie he's in. Um, so I, I thought it was passable. Um, oh, and, and I like uh, the guy that played Doctor Doom. I just like him because he was on Charming. Yes. But um, yeah, I didn't think they were bad movies. Um, I didn't think they utilized the Silver Surfer quite right, and Galactus really pissed me off like it did everybody else. But in all, I mean, we now have a different level of quality for superhero films at the time they came out. They weren't the best films I'd seen, but they were good enough. I enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed them, them a lot. I don't know why it just turned me off. Maybe it was the writing, but but just Galba, like you said she was good in anything. But that's why I watched um, the Green Arrow because of Blake Lively. That would be Green Lantern. Green Lantern. There are certain things around me you cannot fuck up. That's one of them. Be careful. <laughs> anyway, let's keep this moving along. Um, did you want to touch on Secret Wars any more than what you referenced? No, I mean there's not enough for us to really talk about. It's shaping up to be a good series. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. And some I'm having a fun one. It's a fun series. Yeah. And uh, some of the spin-offs of it are really cool. I'm enjoying the uh, the Secret Wars 2099. Haven't read that yet. It's on my list. They're awesome. Check them out. They're just a lot of fun. There's twists and turns. Yeah, it clearly, it, it wasn't, um, whereas Convergence, all of the stories tied back into what it was, um, this is, these are their own worlds that have existed for a while, and they might touch on the fact that there's, oh, I'll talk to the Thors about this, but it really, the overarching idea of Secret Wars kind of doesn't seem to be in those stories. They're their own thing, as near as I can tell. Right. Does that make sense? Um, basically, it's, it's all still just all these little fiefdoms, I guess you would yeah. say, and that's what we're focusing on. The story the is about spin-offs. the fiefdom, not the fact that they're part of a larger thing. Yes, more right. or less. there will be references, yeah. but... Uh, Old Man Logan, first two issues are out now. That's really good, too. I didn't try that one. I didn't check that one out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I find myself reading most of the spinoffs of this, which I don't generally do, and certainly couldn't with Convergence. Yeah. Uh, another one that's very different, but very cool so far, and that's, that's only one issue in, is uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Haven't checked that out. Very, very character-driven. 
not at all what I was expecting out of something called Infinity Gauntlet. But it looks like it's going to be a very Nova heavy series by the end oh, of it. Oh, nice. So. Well, that makes you happy. Yes. You'll have to read it and let me know what you think. Okay. But let's keep moving on from there. Um, something we've been promising we've going been doing. Exactly. Let's, <laughs> let's try that again. We've been pushing this Five Wits contest for a while, and we kept promising that we were going to read the reviews on air. I'm making good on that promise. I have the <laughs> list here. We do have a few. Now, decision is not going to be made right now. And I am not going to say who these are from. I'm going to give the screen name it gives. But I don't want to taint anybody's perceptions for when we do choose a winner. So, the people will know from their screen names who they are, but you guys won't know who they are. I do, in fact, know who each one of these people are. I've been okay. in contact. Um, the first one is a five-star review uh, with a title, GREAT! with four exclamation points. This is from an R.A. Boba 333. They say, Totally great. Was like sitting around a table talking with my friends. From one geek to another, 100% worth a listen. So, say thank you, Boba. Oh, thank, thank you, Boba. Boba. <laughs> entertaining, five stars, by M. Dean L. 88. Very entertained by these guys. A bunch of typical geeks making me laugh and repeatedly shake my head. Hey, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, we got five stars, so right on. Yeah. M. Dean. Thank you, M. Dean. Thank you, M. Dean. <laughs> the next two, next two are kind of intertwined, and and you'll see why. Um, it's titled "Best Pod On." Five stars. So best pods. It's a bit of a stretch, but we appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, by Les Moonves. What? That's what it says. It says best podcast. Always friendly. They love helping the indie scene. If you don't listen, you are missing out. So, thank you, Les Moonves. Thank you, Les Moonves. Um, Les Moonves. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, that's big. I mean, Les Moonves. Wow, right? Yeah. Do you want to explain big. to people who Les Moonves is for most people that um, don't know? You know, I could be a little bit wrong, but I'm fairly certain that he... Is or was? I don't know if he's. Still I think it's a was. was. I'm not sure if he's alive uh, or dead, but, but I, he basically no runs ran CBS. Yes. Um, for years, he was like the head of uh, CBS. You know, uh, and you know with the, all the CSIs and all that. Yes. Stuff, he was Major mover and shaker. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Wow, to reach out to us from beyond the grave, didn't he? Die? Possibly. I yeah. He passed away. I like that. So, this one came um, 16 days after that review. Just so you know. From Dead A1M86. And it's titled, I Got Screw Googled by Apple, Five Stars. What? <laughs> oh dear. The review says, I am not less Moonbass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I created a whole new iTunes account to rectify the mistake. Geekpad is awesome, thoughtful, and funny. All of you guys are cool and you need to listen. Also, oh, wait. Oh, 
I have to be. Oh, okay. Well, this one we're going to give away who it is. And then by, in relation, then we're going to give away the last one, the best one. Sorry, I okay. forgot. Also, because UWS Comics says so, I endorse this message. Dash sale. Aww. Oh, thanks, thanks sale. sale. Wait, he got screw Googled? I don't know what that means, but that's my new favorite phrase. <laughs> Thank you, Sal. Um, the last moon vest thing. That was also Sal. So he's too. He has four. no idea where the last moon vest thing came from. <laughs> <laughs> but we can use that now when we when we show our reviews. Last moon vest five stars. Yes. You can get away with it because it's there. That's right. On iTunes. Okay. It's on the internet, so it must be true. So, obviously, two of those reviews are from our good friend, Sal Otero. Thank you, Sal. Um, and just so everyone knows, there will be no bias with picking these. I'm going to go with the whole name and a hat thing when we do pick our winner. So, so if Sal happens to win, there is no funny business. And even if there was funny business, so fucking what? You didn't put your review in, so fuck you. Yeah, there's that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, apparently you... there, there's three whole people who want five Oh, sh- should I read the other one? Sure, sure, go ahead. Okay, there was one. Our original, original review, mm-hmm. only a four-star review. This is from September 15th, 2014. Oh, the day after my wife's birthday. Also. Um, and I'm purposely leaving out who it was. I'm, I'm burying the lead on it. Cool bunch of guys, and they seem to be getting better with each episode. Some technical hiccups... Are distracting, but totally worth listening to. Geek on. I think that personally, since I'm the tech guy. Yeah, yeah. Manage your expectations. Quick, someone asked me who the review was from. Who's the review yeah, from? Yeah, who is that from? Uh, they use the screen name Geekpod. Oh, well, oh. go figure. <laughs> so, yes, I, I, I tested out our review system myself. And yeah, testing. Not, I wonder, wonder if the the billion things on i iTunes that there are already reviews for, you needed to test it. We actually we have an aggregator that we use that sends me a report on them, so that's what exactly what I was testing out. To be yeah. honest, oh. but also, yeah, I am an ego whore, and I needed to have some kind of review for us. You're a whore. You have no idea, sir. <laughs> you weren't here for too fake, were you? <laughs> <laughs> So I think that comes pretty damn close to wrapping up most of my stuff that I was bringing to the table. Okay. Well, what do you have for comics rec- recommendations this week? I'm going with something a little out of left field, and it's actually even a book I have not finished reading yet. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed it so much, the first half that I've read of the issue, that I'm using it as my recommendation, and that would be Fight Club 2, number one. Really? I'm a huge fan of the movie. And it is written by the author of the original book. And it picks up, I would say, eight years after the movie. And we're following the same guy. He is now married to Marla. They have a child. And guess who also is coming back? Mr. Tyler Durden. Hmm. So... It's almost how I described seeing Clerks 2. It's like catching up with old friends. It's, it's, it's just a natural progression, and it's a twisted mindfuck, just like the movie. And there's a scene in it where the narrator, I'm not going to give it, they give him a name finally. Like, throughout the whole movie, we, we never know his name. 
and they give him one in the book, but I'm not going to ruin it because I want everyone to go out and read this. Okay. And he goes to do something, just a, a regular, meaningless, everyday task, and he goes to pay, and the clerk says, oh, no, 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 sir, for you, it's free. And that's when you realize, holy fuck, Tyler's back. Because the whole thing is happening again. And the schizophrenia, yeah. is, it, the way it's hinted, has passed down to the son. The little mm-hmm. boy. Oh. Yeah. Things happen in <laughs> like the first, the first time you find out about the kid, um, the narrator comes home from work early, and the babysitter's there. And the babysitter basically, A, calls 911 because she's never met the narrator before because he's never there. He's home early. So she called the cops on him and the exchange with the police with him standing there. Like, he, he takes his wallet out and he's showing the picture and he's showing the family photo. He's like, look, look, I'm the dad. It's me. And you're finding out that the uh, the babysitter's had a bit of a rough day. Um, the son has taken it upon himself to make his own um, backyard version of Saltpeter. Do you guys know what Saltpeter is? I think it's what yeah. It's the drug they used to get, give to okay. servicemen to make it so they they got limp dick basically so they wouldn't be out getting venereal diseases while they're overseas. Kid learned how to make it himself. Um, and he also nonchalantly says, Yeah, if you add this one other ingredient, it makes it an explosive. So, <laughs> yeah. You've got to check it out. Very, very good book. Um, and it was actually a hard pick because I've read a few really good books this week. Um, the new Dr. Fate, also very, very good. If anyone wants to check it out, read by Paul Levitz. Another good personal close friend of mine. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we are Facebook friends. That counts. There was a pen in my hand. Sorry. You kind of liked that, didn't you? I didn't. <laughs> Dr. Hugh, tell us. Well, I have one unrecommendation, um, and that would be Robin, the son of Batman. Really? Well, and not because it was a bad book. No, like I've talked about how DC seems kind of disconnected with kind of letting people know what the fuck is going on in their books. Um, if you've seen it, did you read it? I did not, but it was actually recommended to me. Well, well, here's the thing. Uh, it basically starts off, Robin's not dealing with the death of his father. So I don't know if, if he's dead in this or not. I, I, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they, they touch on it later on, but... He is rescuing a giant furry beast thing from some third world country that has wings. And I'm like, Whoa, what? Now, I mean, I've been reading Batman this whole time. I don't recall Robin having a pet winged dragon furry thing that called him Master. I, or or the, these other people that call him Master. And this all goes back to... Nanda Parbat, and supposedly he has to atone for this year of horrible things he did while Ra's al Ghul was training him. I can accept that there might have been some time that we haven't explored because of the way he was raised, but this is like stepping out of, you know, Robin steps out of the pages of Batman after his father dies uh, fighting the Joker and steps into Fraggle Rock, and I'm really not sure what the fuck is going on, and... A lot of times when comics will tell a disjointed story like that, by the end they give you just enough so that you you, you piece enough of it together so you don't feel like you don't understand anything. But no, I, we got to the end of this book and I'm just like, I have absolutely no idea what kind of gibberish this is. Uh, maybe it'll be redeemed, but again, giant furry wing thing. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it was a good book, but I was looking at it uh, from, you know, I mean, Damien's had a hell of a trip trying to get to where he is 
you know, he's lost his father twice now and just came back from the dead himself, and now what the fuck is this? You know, I, I expected Robin, son of Batman, would be about him carrying on his father's legacy after his father's death. Uh, there seems to be a tiny seed of that there, but the rest is big furry Muppets. My recommendation this week, uh, while Paul is busily jotting notes down, interestingly enough, um, Constantine the Hellblazer. Now, I'm not going to come around and say that this is redeeming everything I've bitched about in the past, but they've kind of done a, a soft reboot or soft relaunch of John, relaunch of John Constantine. Uh, and they've added the, the Hellblazer tagline into it, which is, you know, the original comic he was in was called Hellblazer. This was a pretty good book. Now, I have some problems with it. Um, first of all, there was a big deal made about the fact that his bisexuality was showcased, okay, in this book. People were like, oh, you know, because he was flirting with this, this male diner person. What do you call it? It's not a bartender. Diner tender? I have no idea. A waiter. <laughs> not, but, but the person behind, though, not really a waiter. Um, so. A bar stuff. Anyway, um, this big bearded guy, you know, he, he's flirting with him, right? Okay, well, there is some bisexual, bisexuality in John Constantine's past. Uh, if you've ever read an article about it or if we've talked about it, it was never a focus. In fact, it was so little of a focus that you might have blinked and not even realized he was bisexual. And there were two references in 20 years of comic books, okay? Um, I don't find that offensive, but... What bothers me is that, okay, we're doing a relaunch. They seem to be getting a little more back to the roots, like what I'd hoped that this new series was going to be. And the very first issue, they make a huge deal about him flirting with a guy. Now, first of all, that is trying to get on the, the good side of the LGBT community. I, had to, I can say it, but <laughs> saying the acronym kind of throws me off. Um, that feels very cheap, okay? And, and they made a big deal of, oh, look, we're focusing on a bisexual character. The fact that he's flirting with the guy, and in the next page he's nailing a female demon who interrupted them, does away with any good they might have been trying to get. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was kind of like, oh, here, we're showcasing, ah, but he still likes the girls better. I mean, it, it was um, hypocritical, it was hollow, and it bothered me that they felt that they had to focus on this in the first issue, issue because this relaunch, uh, it seems is a little more down to, to what Constantine was really about, and that is not something the original series was ever about. Like I said, like twice, maybe three times, in 20 plus years of comics. That bothered me, but if you take that out of it, the story itself was definitely more of a Constantine story. Uh, there were no superheroes in it. He wasn't whining and bitching about how I miss Zatanna, I have to go rescue her, which is what he's pretty much done in the New 52 since it started. <laughs> um... It's more true to the character, and I'm looking forward to what they're going to do. Uh, I don't want to say it's on par with the original series, but it was on par with some of the lesser issues of the original series. It, it fits in. Nice. Um, not really super fond of the art style, but that's probably just because I got used to the way they were drawing him a little bit younger. He still looks young, but the art style is really... It, yeah, it's not bad. It, it's And I don't even know if I want to say it's odd. It just not the way I... I what I expected... But I should expect that from Hellblazer, because they would change artists frequently and completely change the look of the book frequently. Um, but yeah, I say definitely pick it up. If you were not happy with the way DC treated John Constantine with the New 52, pick this up, because they might be turning things around. Good. Hmm. That's very good. That makes me happy. I've never read an issue of John Constantine anything, but I may start with this one. No, start with the, the other ones. <laughs> the originals? Yeah. Start there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely start there. 
So what else we got here? Are we are nearing the end of the program? I think we are. Well, before you get into the WTF files, I do have two things that um, just thoughts that came to me while I was driving to Watertown to drop off phones before I came here today. First of all, I know why Marvel isn't making an Iron Man 4 right now. They're waiting for ACDC to record some new music. <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing actually is kind of like my version of the WTF file, I guess. It's what I brought that I think we should say, even though yours is probably better. Uh, my wife told me about this. Apparently there are some groups out there that are uh, having issue with, and I don't know the girl's name, the All About the Bass song. The uh, the oh. song about the, the Chunky Girls. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, they're coming yeah. out and saying that that is wrong and it is skinny shaming people. I would just like to come out here and publicly say, you don't get to have that skinny people. You don't get to have skinny shaming. That's ridiculous. You are the beautiful, rich, popular people of the world. Shut the fuck up, cash your check, and take it in the ass, okay? Whatever it is you're doing right now, you're happy. <laughs> Don't tell the fat people they can't have anything. It's not shaming them. It's making, you know, chunky girls feel better about themselves. My God, you cannot have one side of something without the other getting pissed off. I never thought someone would be... Stop it! Don't make fun of me because I'm beautiful! <laughs> Fucking crybaby. Puss holes. Yeah. That just pissed me off. Feel better? I don't know. I, just, no, I, I, I couldn't even believe that. No, my wife told me that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What the hell? <laughs> and 16 and Pregnant is still on the air. What the fuck? Burn the whole motherfucker down. This entire world. We are... We're not worth it. Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, this is not entirely my story. But... I was definitely a witness to oh, this is <laughs> a very uncomfortable... Yeah, it was uncomfortable. It was painful. Well, I'm, I'm surprised you never texted me during, during it, like, are you okay up there? But no. Well, it's not like I could see you. I was, you know, watching the you show that I phone. paid for. I know, but you have a phone to see if I'm okay. I could see you. But it was bad. You had to stand there for a while. What do you want from me? From where I was sitting, nothing was wrong. Yeah, in my in this head up here, everything. Oh, wrong. I don't think the head was the problem. Well, <laughs> it was a problem. So for the the WTF file, I am going to allow our young friend over here I've been quite... to start the story. I'm sure I will have to jump into say... it and fill out for storyline purposes. I figured you were going to jump in a few times because I've done a WTF file and you'd love to jump. My second WTF file involves Paul again, so. Um, we ask our questions to Mr. Kevin Smith, and I ask him about moose jaws. Okay, a uh, typical question usually runs five, ten. Okay, Jack, we covered this part. Yeah, but you were but up there for an hour and a half. But I was up there for an hour and a half. But now that... let's let's jump to what happened to poor Jack while he's standing during this. We forgot to go to the bathroom before the show even started. These we, we didn't run... forget. I didn't have to go. Oops. Well, yeah, you didn't have to go, but like right after you eat something, usually you have to go to the bathroom. 20 minutes into my question, my stomach starts gurgling. I start sweating. <laughs> I start turning pale. <laughs> I start getting faint. I, I start taking my hand. I touch my forehead. Water is dripping down my face. I'm pouring water on you. <laughs> right. Get was, by. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I am pouring sweat. I want to faint so badly. 
I literally have to shit so bad, and it, it is bad. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm a few feet away from Kevin Smith. Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. I have to go take a shit in front of 350 people that are in the comedy club. Probably would have made his night. Oh, right. my God. Like, what do I do? Like, I look at the girl across the way. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I have to shit. Really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like, wanted to cry. So, like, like um, Paul's like, like, we, like, oh, my God. Like, I literally wanted to um, say, Kevin, I have to go to the bathroom. He's talking, and I'm like, I can't interrupt this guy right now. He... He keeps talking. Because as I said, when he's relating the story to the person he asked the question of, he is staring at you and talking to you like I'm looking at you right now. He won't, yeah. So, I mean, it would be rude to just turn on your heels and run the fuck away. I did like a champ. You gotta give me that credit. How should I know? Again, I was watching the show. I don't know what's going on in your crazy little head over there. I literally am trying to take my hands, brush my hair back, and I am pouring sweat. It's all on my hands. And, like, I wanted to faint really bad. I'm like... Like, like, do I look at the person next to me? I'm like, I have to shit. Can you hold my spot? No. You wanted to faint. That's not a good thing to want to do when you have to poop. No, because then I, you shit all over yourself. Oh my god! But like, <laughs> as soon as the show ends, though, after my hour and a half standing, Kevin Smith looking hour. right at me, it you was a long for an hour. We, I was standing for two hours. It was basically. a two-hour show. You were only there for an hour. But we were standing for an so, hour and a half. But then we get out. He comes over there, and I'm I'm standing there waiting for him at this point, and he comes over and. The waiter's just coming because I had just finished paying the bill because I didn't know if Jack was ever coming back. Yeah, <laughs> I was gone. I think he was. Oh, real quick, but real quick, when I did answer, uh, ask Kevin that question, I'm like, thank you for letting me ask a question. Oh, that's right. This was funny. He was like, thank that. you for not pulling out a gun. <laughs> yeah, because Jack was extremely polite. He's like, oh, yeah. thank you for the opportunity to yeah. ask questions. He's like, oh, you're welcome, you know. He goes, you know what? Actually, what well, we're doing uncomfortable thank yous. Thank you for not playing a gun and shooting me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he said that, which was great. So back to it. Jack (laughs) comes sauntering over to me. And again, it's outwardly he looked normal. (laughs) I know. Same person we're talking about. I was polite. I was polite. And I'm I'm paying the bill and the waiter's there. And Jack comes over and first dejectedly looks at his melted mass of peanut butter pie. He's like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, it was And the guy's like you want me to get you a new one to bring home and Jack's like yeah so again now this is from my point of view everything is exceedingly normal at this point I'm trying to be normal Jack normal at least I'm being good <laughs> and so the guy goes he's like alright I'll be right back now they are literally hurting people out the door because they have to reset the room and yeah. so we're standing there waiting for this guy to come back and the door guy's over there mean mugging us mean mugging us and the guy eventually comes back and again at this point He's mentioned nothing about the stomach issues or the fact that he has a turtle head poking out. I thought it left my system, which was good. I thought it was gone. They hand him the container, and I go to turn for us to leave, and Jack looks at me and goes, I've got a shit. <laughs> it was bad. I go, what? Yeah. You're not... I've, I've, I've got a shit. And I, I'm looking around, and like now at this point you can see a look of panic on the boy's face. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, all right, and I'm looking for like to see if I can figure out where the bathroom is. No, you weren't. Door guy, yes, I did. I looked around the room. This is why I looked around the room. Door guy's like, you guys, come on, you gotta yeah. go. We we gotta empty this room right now. Get out. I'm like, I guess we're going out. Okay. I said, come on, and so we get out, and and Jack's walking. Not walking. I'm waddling. uncomfortably walking. I'm, I'm waddling. No, you weren't waddling. Yeah, you got there. And uh, so we leave. I'm like, all right, you know what? There's a bar right next door. This is a Sunday night. Nine o'clock. Yeah, but it's point. It, it's not a side. Okay. <laughs> Sunday night. There, there's a bar next door. Sunday night, nine o'clock, Buffalo, where bars are open till four a.m. 
we're gonna go over to the bar, run in, take your shit. Not run in. <laughs> I'm sorry, I take that back. I screwed this up. I said, well, yes. let's go drop our stuff off at the car first. And we go across the... And, and now Jack is whimpering. <laughs> and I shit you not, I'm not saying this to embarrass the... Okay, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. He's going... <laughs> and I'm like, dude! And like, he's... It's obvious the poor kid is uncomfortable. I'm like, come on, we'll go to that bar, you know, let's go over there. So we're going as fast as he can waddle, because he is waddling at this point. He, he's, he's walking like this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that, and that was... for the magic of audio, he hands to his side like a penguin and like, like doing like Spirit jazz hands. Finger. Yeah. Spirit fingers, good one. That wasn't a typical, typical sidewalk, though. That was a cobblestone Yeah, this was so all cobblestone. It so. was more cobblestone, so it was like uncomfortable so walking. we go over to the doorway to this bar, and Jack hurries as much as he can up these five steps, grabs the door, and you can tell he wanted to do the huge yank and go. That door didn't move. The door was locked. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh God, because he's like, <laughs> he looked like he was going to cry. <laughs> and I'm, again, I mean, it is a funny story, but I really now felt bad funny. for the kid because I knew there was no way that A, he was going to make it to a rest stop and B, no. I was not getting into a car with him if he shit his pants because I'm not going to sit there for two and a half hours smelling that. So you're going to leave him in Buffalo with his, with his own car? On his own and be like, good luck, call your sister. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I'm like, come on, come on, there's another bar over there. <laughs> And then we start heading back, and it's like behind the comedy club, right? With the yes, other bar? Yeah. And we're heading towards it. So we're walking back towards the comedy club. And I noticed that there's no way to get to this bar. There is like a building and a fence. You cannot get over there. I'm not walking over a fence. He could not. No. So I was finally like, all right, we have to just go ask the doorman if, if they will let us back in. This doorman was a very, very large man. I, he was scary. I, I begged that guy. He, he did. We both walk up, and he's like, look, we just came out of the 7 o'clock show, and, and I'm I'm doing it less pathetically because I can't do the way he sounded. I just was point blank. Like, he I was like, I, really I have bad. to take a dump. I really have to go. <laughs> we just came out of 7 o'clock. Can I just go in and use the bathroom? The guy goes, do you have your ticket? And he looks at me like, fucking really? Because... Whose idea was it to drop everything off at the car? <laughs> that would be me. He's like, no, we don't have our tickets. And he goes... <sighs> and he looks around like he had to look for someone to get an answer from. He goes, one of you guys can go in at a time. Make it quick. I said, I'm good. I don't even think you answered. Did you? I think you just kind of ran into the door. Yeah, and then I had to go through a crowd. Bob and Weedy. Now, again, this is where I'm out of the story because I didn't follow him into the bathroom. I'm assuming that nothing happened in there. He just went in and shit. No, but like you had to go through a crowd. There was more crowd for the 9 o'clock show, so you're, like, you're saying, excuse me, excuse me. I had to go through like 20 people. One guy was blocking the bathroom. That was like six foot five. And I was like, sir, can I get through that bathroom? He's like, just a second. And he's like checking his phone. And I'm like, I have to go. He's like, oh, okay. I get into the stall, and yeah, I felt relieved. I felt so much better. If we probably went five more minutes, I probably would shit my pants. I was having a cold sweat. That came out of his mouth numerous times. I'm going to shit. I'm going to shit. I'm going to shit my pants. I'm going to shit. So. Like, it was the worst feeling in the world. And that was like for an hour and a half I had to go. And I just held up there, listened to Kevin Smith eyeing me. Probably just eye-fucking me for all I know. Just watching me. Don't give yourself that credit, dude. <laughs>
You never know. Why would he keep you on stage that long? Because that motherfucker likes to talk. I know five questions in two and a half hours. But yeah. So, what the fuck? Yeah. Jack, glad it all came out okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Thank you. And on that note, Megabyte me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com. Hi, my name is Hugh Allen from the comedy podcast Geek Pod, and I'd like to talk to you about something today that's very close to my heart. Um, I would like to direct you to a Facebook page called Kindness for Kinley. Kinley Severson was born in December. She was born in Rochester uh, with only one lung, with her heart on the wrong side of her chest. Damage to her vertebrae and her esophagus did not reach her stomach. Uh, lots of bad stuff, and she's a close friend of the family. Her mother is actually my wife's best friend. And the reason I'm doing this is because I have the platform to kind of get these things out there. There is going to be a charity auction, which you can find the links to on the Facebook page, Kindness for Kinley, to raise money for the family. There is also a GoFundMe at www.gofundme.com. G-M, that's Gary, Mary, 68C as in Carl, W. G-M-68-C-W. The reason I'm saying this is there was recently a spot on... TV in Rochester, which you can find on our Facebook page, where they interviewed Helen and uh, one of her friends and talked about the situation. What they didn't really get into is the details of why there's going to be an auction, so I'd like to let you know that. This is a family who's had a daughter in the NICU since she was born in December. Uh, that is an hour away from their home. One of the parents has to be there all of the time, an hour away. They also have three young children at home, only one of which is school age. And uh, her husband, Jason, is the only person that brings in money for the family because she stayed home with the kids. You can imagine he has missed a lot of work since then. And this is a long-term thing. This is going to go on six months, a year, maybe longer, and Kinley may have issues for her entire life. Uh, the family is struggling to get by, and I look around and I see things like we've crowdfunded a Pebble smartwatch and Super Troopers 2, and I think to myself, geez, I mean, there should be something we can do here. You know, this platform is the only thing I have, and I want to put it out there. I'll take a look at the page. You know, the, these are wonderful people, a beautiful family, and they need help now. And if, if we can, if our job here is to only talk about comic books and we can't do any good in the world, then, you know, what are we doing here? So please, check out Kindness for Kinley. Check out www.gofundme.com, GM68CW. Read the story. If you've got something you can contribute or something you can give to the auction or whatever, Please do. You know, these people need our help. Let's be superheroes, guys.